Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. See, Kevin, I really wouldn't feel good about asking you this question because you know all things about Arkansas basketball history. So it really wouldn't be right to have you answer this Robert Irwin Jewelers trivia question for a $100 gift certificate, by the way, 501-661-1037. So before I give out the trivia question, would you like to give your synopsis on what you may have witnessed or watched this previous Saturday when Arkansas took on Oklahoma? Well, for the second time in three years, I saw a better team beat the other team at both ends of the floor, inside and out. And, you know, Razorback fans don't like the answer to that, but the answer to that is it was Oklahoma. Um, This wasn't a game where um, I thought Arkansas had enough answers on on either side of the ball, inside or out. Um, And Arkansas was competitive for a while. About the first, you know, 15 minutes of the game, and then and then Oklahoma started to impose its will. And that's the thing about the Sooners team, still unbeaten, by the way, uh, and I think moved up in the AP poll closer to the top 10 now, I think 11. Um, but but Oklahoma, I'm wa- watching this team play this year. You know, all good teams have to find a way to, you know, break open a close game, or, or you know impose their will at some point. Oklahoma's had really good runs and games uh, that they've been able to sustain because it's sound defense and just making good decisions on offense. And, uh, they, they figure all opponents are different, matchups are different, but they find a way to maximize what their strengths are and take away what other teams like to do. And that sounds like what Eric Mosman teams have done in the past when they get things turned around and figured out. So you saw one team doing that, Saturday, uh, Randy, and you saw the other team not, and we saw Eric Mussman for the second time in three years eject himself from the game. Um, you know, um, it was a it was snowballing on Arkansas, and he got out of there. He tapped out. So, you know, I don't know any other way to sugarcoat it. That uh, we could probably pick out some positives out of that game. I think Jalen Graham did some positive things. Um, you know, Jeremiah Davenport got into double figure scoring. He did, you know, he hit a couple threes, made, got to the free throw line on a, got getting fouled on a three point shot. I mean, I mentioned Arkansas was competitive for 15 minutes, and Arkansas actually had a mini run to start the second half to cut a 12 point deficit down to six. It wasn't 100% bad, but it was pretty bad when you looked at the, at the arc of that game. This seems like five individuals playing their own game. They do not seem to work in orchestration uh, at all. And defensively, I'm not sure what the majority of them are doing defensively. I'm just I, The initial statement was concerning what they were doing on the offensive end, but then on the defensive end, they, they look lost out there. 
Kevin had, I mean, I, I know this seems to be a pattern under Eric Musselman, and maybe not that one year with Jimmy Witt and company. I, I don't remember having these kind of slumps, these kind of um, valleys, but um, what can he do? I, I know he suggested, or not suggested, he stated. All right, these guys have kind of had their chance. We've been, this rotation's not working. What would be your expectations if the if if he's thinking of numbers 13, 12, and 11, uh, giving them an opportunity? Will this be the first time, basically, although Joe's opinion did finally get some minutes the other day, but what are his alternatives? Yeah, he's had to, he's been pretty liberal through 10 games with, with, with the lot, with the roster he's played and some halves he's played everybody. That's not been typical. Even in previous non-conference schedules, when the competition was lesser, it wasn't as tough as this year's has been. He would play a lot of guys because they'd get big leads in some of those games, but it, it was for different reasons. This time around, he's having to do it, trying to solve problems. And I don't, I, I you know, I, I don't know, you know, Trey Wade was a guy who was kind of an afterthought a couple of years ago, and then he gets inserted into the starting lineup, and that helped kind of fix things, whether he played big minutes on any given night or not. It just seemed to help get him off to good starts. It just seemed to kind of reset things. And there were other rotation tweaks he's made in other years. Right now, you you talk about defense. This is where his teams have always gotten well first. They have to get well on that side of the ball. And then other things kind of fall into place. And they're so bad inside and out defensively. I mean, you talk about it. Teams are getting – it seems like it will to me. They're getting drives all the way to the rim. Now, Arkansas is mm-hmm. blocking some shots. One of the best shot-blocking teams in the country. But that's that only carries you for a handful to ten possessions. Arkansas hasn't forced a ton of turnovers. They're not getting a lot of steals. Now, they did get ten steals against OU. Some of those late when the game was over and OU had – played everybody, including some walk-ons, and Arkansas kind of chipped away. And the scoreboard was not reflective of how, just how lopsided that game was. But Arkansas's got too many problems inside now. They really struggle defending the three-point shot as well. Um, and, and there's just no continuity defensively. The, the guys that came in build as defenders, as top-level defenders, haven't they haven't lived up to it. So it, it, it's been a problem on that side of the ball. And then on offense, when the ball doesn't move for Arkansas, you see all the one-on-one stuff. And um, that's just not a winning formula against good teams. And you already now have a, a look into uh, what could be problematic as Arkansas moves ahead. The other thing you've got to remember is, conversely, Arkansas beat a really good Purdue team. They beat what could probably end up being a good Duke team. This is not a team that hasn't shown us some kind of proof that it can that it can be good. It's just they can't sustain it. And too many of these games, problems on both sides of the ball, Randy. Uh, it, it's just been too much for this team to, you know, press forward and get and find ways to win despite some problem areas here and there. It's been more than a few problem areas. It's been a lot. So is it doom and gloom? Is it is it solvable? What you think the Hogs will be okay, or or is this going to be a lost season? No, I, I, Eric Mossman, the, the one constant is Eric Mossman. He has, in fact, well, and I guess you could throw Devo Davis in there. He's in year four. You've got three consecutive seasons of Sweet 16s. 
We know there were back-to-back elite eights in that mix, and Eric Mossman has found ways to figure it out. Now, we're used to these swamps coming late December, early to mid-January. And these, you know, they've been big. I mean, Arkansas started one and five in SEC play last year. Arkansas went started two and four in the with the first Elite Eight team, which I think, by the way, is Art Mosman's best team in Arkansas to this point uh, in terms of what it was able to accomplish. And then, you know, the team that came right after that uh, with J.D. Notain and Jalen Williams is kind of your your one-two punch on that team. Stanley and Moody, Odie's Tony, that team had a five losses in six-game stretch. They lost to Oklahoma. We mentioned that first time uh, where OU won by 22. They come back to Northern Rock and lose to Hofstra, a team that really kind of controlled both halves of that game. Then it lost its first three games in SEC play. They got a win over Elon back in Fayetteville in late December in the mix there, but they lost five out of six. We've seen some really bad stretches in Arkansas get it fixed. So with all the gloom and doom, uh, Rick, to answer your question, We've got proof of concept that as bad as things have looked, and it's not just been one or two games, but more than that, and it's not been one or two problems, it's been more than that. We've got a proof of concept that this thing can be put, put back on the rails. It's not unthinkable to think they get things ironed out this month and have their best start, potentially, in SEC play. I can't predict it based on results I've seen, but I can say that that might even be a possibility. And I go back to the Purdue in, in Duke performances to say this team has proven against qual- what we consider quality teams uh, that it can find a way to win. So both of those games were in Bud Walton Arena. That's true. I mean, Arkansas has got to figure out a way to play better away from home. Neutral site, I mean, this team's one and three in the neutral site and barely beat a not very good Stanford team. Now they're about to have a, you know, play not half of their 18-game league slate in a few weeks once they start SEC play. Half of that will be on the road. So they've got a lot of things to solve right now, especially to me, as bad as it is on both sides, they've always gotten better once they get their defense fixed. And I think that's where it's going to – I think the focus is going to start there. All right, this from our Gangster Museum of America and Hats, courtesy of Life and Feedback. Feral Hog says, as long as we don't meet up with those guys, talking about Oklahoma – We'll be good. We don't beat that team playing our best game. Beat them last year, I think, right? Different team. Yeah. Oh, okay. Much different team. Well, it was, a, it was a different team, some of the same players. It wasn't as good as this team has started. Uh, I think Arkansas is good enough to beat this up on the team if, 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 if they can get some things ironed out. Kevin, hang on. we got to take a break. All right, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater along with Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, thanks to our good friends at Fence Brokers. Drive Time Sports will continue. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined again by... Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. All right, this from our the Gangster Museum of American Hattery, live fan feedback, Boss Hogg says, 
Arkansas had an entire off season to prepare for the Purdue game. That's why they were able to win that exhibition game that doesn't count for anything but a moral victory. We can see how they handle talented teams when they only have a few days to prepare for them. They had almost a week to prepare for Oklahoma, didn't they? Yeah, they had five days in there. I mean, you know, I think people are frustrated and sometimes forget um, Arkansas. When you look at Arkansas on short turnarounds, yeah, they do better on longer turnarounds, on, pre- on preparation. But if you look at Arkansas's record in, in tournament play, for example, where you have really quick turnarounds and some of these um, tournaments in season where you're playing games every day, until this year, they were having really high winning percentage in those scenarios. So Eric Mossman's planning has always been even good in those scenarios, not just when he has more time to prepare. Um, so this is a little bit different. So if you're just talking about this team, I think it's fair to say they've not done a good job when they have time to prepare and when they don't have much time. Um, but, you know, like I said, I bring up Purdue and Duke only because we know Purdue doesn't count on the record. It doesn't help in net. Uh, and now it just seems like almost like a punchline to a joke. But that's a really good team with good players, and both teams were trying to win. And it's part of this season, whether it counts or not, as to if you saw that game, I was there. A lot of people saw it on, on the live stream. But you know that that was a really good team that Arkansas found a way to win and get it to overtime and win. Arkansas, you know, we don't know exactly how good Duke is. It's a team that's not as good as the preseason rankings, but it's still uh, a ranked team and a team that projected to be an NCAA tournament team. Uh, And Arkansas won that game. So I do think there's reasons to think this can be – if we didn't have any examples to this point of of this team finding a way to persevere to get a win against quality opponent, then it would be easier to say this may be Musman's worst. Uh, I think it's too soon to say that. And I went back in the previous segment over the bad patches and stretches that were significant in the last three years, and they found a way to turn those around. So there's more reasons to believe that that's possible. I think the difference this time around is, guys, I do think there are more problem areas than ever before. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I do think that. And they got bad at times, but I think there's more to fix. But there's also a, a lot of Division One experience in this group, and so it's kind of a head scratcher. How could on this? How, how could a lot of? How could so much of these problems exist with more veteran players? Um, but it, it's it's just how it's played out so far. All right, Kevin. Uh, by the way, we're trying to get an answer to our uh, Robert Irwin Jewelers $100 gift certificate, and uh, we're wanting to know the first coach who led Arkansas, directed Arkansas, to their first conference basketball championship. First coach. That gets you a $100 gift certificate from Robert Irwin Jewelers. And they've got many items that you can find that you might be able to take that $100 uh, gift certificate and walk out of there with your item. How neat is that? All right, let's talk to Wayne. Wayne, good afternoon. Do you have an answer to our trivia question? Is it Coach S2? Who? Coach who? Coach S2. Ask you? Oh, Presley Ask you? Uh, no, it was not Presley Ask you. Thank you, Wayne. Good guess. Blakely, good afternoon. You have an answer to our question. Yes, sir. Francis Schmidt. Woo! 
You know, he was the first coach, and believe it or not, he won the first conference championship in his third year, and they won four in a row. He won so they were, level. Yeah, they won four in a row. And then he left to go to TCU. He was football coach and basketball coach. And yesterday our question was, what was the first place they played? It was Schmidt, It was Schmitty's Barn, and they were really good back then. But, yeah, that is the answer, yes. All right, Blakely, hang on. We're going to put you back on hold, and Damon will get the information so you can get your $100 gift certificate from Robert Irwin Jewelers. Um, I know that, to me, it was Hart that played Saturday. You have to question, well, I shouldn't say question, can't question his art heart. You can't question the effort, but I think that was a little bit of a shell of Trevin Bazile we saw the other day against Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, you know, ankle sprains are tough. And here's a player that's already had a knee injury. So, you know, <laughs> you know, he went, he, 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 he suited up and went. I mean, they started him. I think he ended up playing 15 minutes. Uh, he had a similar box score to what happened against North Carolina, but he was playing on a, on an ankle that he just injured uh, five days previous. And so, you know, without really knowing a percentage of what health he was playing at, I'm going to, you know, uh, to me, it, it, he didn't look as mobile as he normally does. No. I'll say it like that. Um, I, I don't think he was moving as well. Um, you know, so, I mean, there, take that. You know, Tremont Mark was back for his second game. Um, after missing the Duke game. I mean, Arkansas beat Duke without Tremont Mark. That was their leading score at the time. These last two games, he's he's not scored in double figures. You know, that's he was Arkansas's leading scorer, so he's probably still, uh, you know, working through. I'm not, I'm not, I can't speak to is he still, is he 100% or not, but I don't think he's back to, to at least offensively being, having the same kind of, you know, impact. So, you know, Arkansas's got a lot to work on, and, get, and then dealing with those injuries doesn't help. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you later on in the week. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. And thanks again to Fence Brokers.